When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. On today's episode, we focus on the power of reflection. The football profession is a fast-paced world with short-term deadlines. And whether that's preparing a team for the game at the end of the week or recruiting and getting to signing day or developing players in the offseason, football coaches take a get-it-done-now approach. I heard a very thought-provoking question uh, some time back. And it's, do you have 20 years of experience or one year of experience repeated 20 times. Most likely, if you've been in this game for a long time, you've found a way to learn, grow, and evolve as a coach. And that goes beyond the X's and O's. Learning drives our growth as coaches in every aspect of our jobs. Educator, psychologist, and philosopher John Dewey said it best. He said, quote, We do not learn from experience we learn from reflecting on experience, end quote. For a lot of us, we roll through our days much like the fastest-paced, up-tempo offenses in the game. But in order to truly grow, we need to step back and reflect on what we are doing. And reflection is an important part of the learning process for us as coaches as well as for our players. It allows us to learn and retain that learning. The only way for a coach to grow is to take a hard look at what is working and what is not for us. And I'm not talking about reflecting on our scheme, though that can be a part of it. I'm talking about how we actually coach our players. It's thinking about how we've organized coaching in the classroom and on the field. It's taking a step back and reflecting on what we said to our players as well as how we said it. As they say, it's all in the delivery the reflective coach can constantly be honing how he communicates, gives coaching cues, provides criticism, and makes suggestions. Those are important to the player-coach relationship, and it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So when we look at it, what is the re- importance of reflection? Well, reflecting helps you develop your skills and review their effectiveness rather than just carrying on what you've been doing always. We've always done it this way. You hear people say that all the time. You can't be, I've always done it that way kind of coach. You need to learn and grow and evolve. And the best coaches always do that. It's about questioning in a positive way what you do and why you do it and then deciding whether there's a better or more efficient way of doing it in the future. 
deep reflection really empowers us to gain a self-awareness and improve who we are as coaches and really as becoming a better human being. So what is a reflective coach? Well, I think it can be defined this way. The reflective coach is one that is growing constantly. He or she integrates what they learn from reflection into their next opportunity to coach their athletes. This type of coach is quickly able to move past doubts and frustrations by constantly working toward a better way and growth for the coach as well as the player. When you look at it, there's a lot of benefits to doing things this way. Number one, you can learn from your mistakes, right? Part of reflecting is saying, what didn't go well and what can I do better next time or what might be a better approach to this? Two, you can build on the strengths of things that are going well. When you're reflecting, you realize, hey, this, this was really good. I can apply it in this other situation as well. It allows you to get new ideas and develop them. Number four, better perspective and understanding of what you're doing. Right? When we take a step back and reflect, and a lot of times it starts to get into more of those why questions. Well, why did I do that? Why are we doing it this way? What can I do to improve this? Number five, it helps you to best help your players. Ultimately, that's your goal as a coach, right? It's how do I best help these guys? And so if you're taking a reflective approach, you're stepping back and looking at what you've done all the time, you're able to do that. I think it builds your confidence as a coach. If you're a young coach, especially if you're stepping back and saying, okay, what went well here? What can I improve? Why didn't it go right here? You start to build your confidence that you really understand why you're doing things and how you're doing things. And this evolves over time, right? You, if you're going to make it in this profession, this doesn't stop You know, when you reach a certain point, right? A, a great coach whether he does this with some kind of a routine or it's just part of how he thinks about the game is constantly reflecting. And number seven, it allows you to develop and evolve over time and stay relevant. Things are going to change in this profession. Look at just what's happened over the last couple of years where probably two years ago, we really didn't know what Zoom was. Most of us haven't used it before. It had to be explained now, that's just how we go about life, right? So reflection allows you to say, okay, what am I going to do with this new piece of technology? How am I going to use this to uh, better coach my players? Or, you know, players are using this more. or They're thinking about things this way. It allows you to constantly evolve and stay relevant. When I look back at my early years as a coach, I don't think I was really good at this. And it really took me until I was in some education classes and I, I graduated with a business degree so I went back and took education classes and I remember being uh, in a professor's class his name was Dr. Wise and that was the one thing he was talking about and teaching us was to be reflective and I know that's something that allowed me to grow as a teacher and as I said that confidence built I remember going into my first classroom experiences as a teacher not being very comfortable with what I was doing but that process of being able to reflect allowed me to become better over you know, my student teaching experience as I got into year one of teaching, et cetera. And you know, I found a lot of times when I was at the high school level, I would get one prep as the head football coach. I had that same class, you know, depending on if we were block or a regular schedule, somewhere between three and five times a day. And for me, that reflection always happened after that first class. And my goal was always to improve what I did in that first class by the last one that I taught in the day. And 
And that's something that I really started to apply to my coaching as well. And I think there's different ways you can go about it. So for me, it started with number one, uh, I was always going to have a pen or a pencil with me out at practice. When you looked at my schedule and my script, it was always full of notes. And I would, after practice, go back into uh, the office or into you know whatever the setting might be for us, different different uh, things at different places, but sit down, take a look at my notes, rewrite them, and that was a chance for me to reflect on some of those things that I was doing. Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can do that to improve as a coach today, and I've talked about, about some of these things on this podcast, but I would definitely suggest finding a way to have somebody take your phone and videotaped your individual period at times and allow you to go back and take a look at how you're communicating. How are you saying things, right? Are you really, do you have good coaching cues? Is there a better way to say things, right? Some of that you can get from reflection. Um, You know, when when something happens at practice that's unexpected, you know, why did that happen, right? Why did this player get angry when I said this? Uh, It allows you to reflect on that individual's situation, maybe address that with him later, but also look internally and say, what was it maybe that I could have done better that I didn't communicate well that frustrated that player, right? And again, all those situations are individualized. There's a lot that goes into any of these things that I mentioned here. Uh, Thinking about, you know, the different things that uh, happen over the course of a practice when you get out of individual, right, is... Is there a player who's making a mistake? Uh, Is there a reason for that, right? It's easy for us to blame it on the player and say, well, he didn't get it. But our responsibility is to make sure he does get it. So it goes back to taking a look at what did I do as a coach? What can I do better? And that's all done through the process of reflecting. Another one I heard, which was on this podcast before, was a high school coach talking about how he liked to have outsiders come and evaluate practice, right? Sometimes I think you need some of those cues to be able to go back and reflect. So he would have the basketball coach come to practice and take a look at how they were doing things, right? Really evaluating the organization, the communication, the flow of practice. He could be looking at a number of different things, right? He would invite school administrators out. He'd invite teachers who don't coach out to practice to really get feedback to how he and his staff were doing and teaching the players, right? And what was their impression? What was their perspective as an outsider and some of the things that they saw and allowed him to continue to improve both himself and his coaching staff, right? That one obviously goes beyond just an internal reflection. You're getting some information from other people as well. But I, I do think the, the most effective stuff is the stuff that you do every day, that it does take having a routine, coming in, sitting down, and thinking about things. And you know, I think it's important, you know, you don't always want to focus on the negative, right? Start with something positive. If you can't find anything positive, reflect on what you're grateful for. Uh, I work for a head coach, John Snell, who would always talk about having an attitude of gratitude. And I think it's it's proven that you can use that in meditation. You could use that in reflection to step back and say, all right, you know, what is it I'm thankful here today before you get into the nuts and bolts of what went well, what didn't go well? Right. The whole thing is to improve yourself as a coach. Uh, some of these things might have to be worked on in, in, in something bigger. Maybe you find that you have trouble dealing with certain types of individuals. Right. You have to might might have to develop strategies over time uh, that work. You might have to 
Go and take some coursework on those things. Who, who knows what it might be, but you're identifying areas where you can improve. You're taking small steps every day and incrementally getting better, right? Finding that 1%, right? What if you got 1% better every day? I think that's really what reflection gets back to. So uh, message for today, it's you know short podcast here, but step back and reflect. And I think once you become good at that, that's a process you can use and you can teach to your players. And for them, it's going to be small steps at first. I think one of the best things I ever saw at practice was something that Chuck Kyle, who's the head football coach at Cleveland St. Ignatius, did, where he gives his players at the end of practice 10 seconds. They're all silent, and the idea with those 10 seconds is they're going to reflect on something from practice uh, that they can improve on and get better at the next day. I think there's all kinds of ways that you can do this and thinking about how you can use that process to get your players to internally reflect and it it allows them then to start to take ownership of some things, right? As you teach them to understand maybe how they, you know, feel about a certain thing, what made them very emotional in a certain situation, how can you help them with that, right? You don't want your players on game day losing control and getting a flag or getting thrown out of the game, etc., they got to keep their focus on things. There's so many things that can come up and so many teaching opportunities that once you become good at that reflecting, you'll find that you're able to help other people effectively ask themselves some questions as well. So we'd love to hear if, if there's anything you do in terms of you know, the reflection part of this, uh, whether that's a certain routine that you have or certain questions that you like to ask yourself. Uh, please take the opportunity to reach out. You could DM me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski or email me Keith at coachingcoordinator.com. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast and we'll continue to provide you some interviews with great coaches who are doing some great things in their careers. 